What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast. The Down on the Docks on the Other Side of the Tracks, Dive Bar style podcast of and about the Mariners that you are listening to right here on the Odyssey app. Or hey, wherever else you're getting that podcast action from, look, I'm not going to judge you as long as you're liking, subscribing, and those feelings go for our YouTube channel as well. Those subscriptions and those ratings mean a lot to the podcast right now, and you know we love those five tool baseball players, but you know what we love more than that? some five star reviews also if you want to rock the rye bread if you want that street cred for rocking the rye bread hit up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora on instagram or etsy and other places that i'm forgetting to mention right now but she'll get some stuff over to you she's got some holiday specials also just a quick announcement that on january 1st new year's day yeah those are the same thing if you didn't know now you know we will be down at pioneers tacos and tequila bright and early at 9 a.m looking for some fan reactions doing a little bit of podcasting down at the nhl winter classic that is going to be held at t-mobile park the pre-funk is happening over at Pioneers, Tacos, and Tequila. Come by, say what's up. We'll have some swag with us. Tipping you off right now. All right, you've probably already read the title to today's episode, but this is the second session with Chris Estrada of the Modesto Nuts. Last episode, we were talking about the draft picks from last year getting to know him and his job and what he sees on a daily basis working with the Modesto Nuts through the season. And today we are going to talk about what it's like for these players. Are they still going to host families or are they being shacked up in hotels? A lot has changed since the pandemic, so we're just kind of checking out what that minor league everyday living situation is like for these young men. Also going to zero in on Cole Young. Gabriel Gonzalez, Colt Emerson, and Lazardo Montez. And we're going to get just kind of like a picture painted to us of what the stadium is like and what it is like being around the stadium during the season. All that and more with Chris Estrada from the Modesto Nuts. I'm going to shut the hell up so we can get right into this episode right after this. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Do a lot of these players live with host families? Um, yeah, some, some of them do. Um, I know that kind of started not becoming a thing after the 2020 COVID thing. They kind of got rid of that. And uh, they actually got a, a apartment complex. They got some rooms at an apartment complex in town. Oh, that most of the players stay at? Yeah, so most of the players stay there. I think some do stay. I think there were like a couple host families still. But for the most part, a majority of them stayed at an apartment complex nearby. Yeah, most of these most of these players are what seventeen to nineteen years old. Um, so for them to stay at like an apartment building on their own, I mean, I guess it does give you that that college atmosphere that maybe 
uh, you're missing out on by not going to college, like living in the dorms or uh, having a college roommate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really a good, interesting thing. I mean, I haven't really talked about it to anybody, to any of the players too, but I do think about that, especially when it comes to like a high schooler, you know, that skips out on college that just Absolutely. comes to play professional baseball and they kind of skip out on all that college experience. And then now here we're in Modesto where our stadium kind of is like in a part where it's kind of in the middle of nowhere or Modesto as a whole, isn't really a big known city, not much to do around here. So I, I do wonder what that experience is like for like high schoolers when they come to play professional baseball, but they obviously, you know, it's not like other leagues, you know, you have to start at a bottom Whereas, you know, not talking about like NFL or NBA where like you're, if you're signed, you're, you're on the team almost basically. Yeah. And I feel like too, the host families are are great and awesome. And obviously it's cost effective and stuff, but essentially you're, if you're 17, 18, 19, you're basically still having, you know, the parents do everything and you're still, you're not, you're still a kid, right? You know, you're just kind of, or you maybe it's more like a thing where your aunts, who knows what sort of rules that house has. And I see how that could be very helpful though, to somebody at that age. Uh, but I also feel like, yeah, it is life experience of like, Hey, if you're going to continue on in this business, you're going to have to fend for yourself. You're going to move a, a lot unless you're one of the very, you know, top one or 2% in the game. Um, you're going to have to be around these teammates. This is your family now, most of the year, not at least nine months out of the year. Shit. When you're at that stage, it's, it's just about 11 months of the year. Yeah, de- definitely. Definitely. You know, earlier we talked about some of the players that uh, came through late in the season. I want to bring up a couple guys that got elevated up to Everett. Uh, I think during the all-star break, correct? Was shortstop uh, Cole Young and outfielder Gabrielle Gonzalez. Um, they are both ranked very high in the Mariners organization, especially Cole Young. I've seen him ranked one or even two. Uh, depending on who's ranking them between him and Harry Ford. Can you just kind of briefly tell me about those guys? I didn't get a chance to go up to Everett and see them play. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll start with Cole Young. Um, Yeah, definitely. He is going to be – he's definitely someone – he he still needs to work a little bit on his power, uh, but he's definitely a gap-to-gap hitter. He, He definitely is the guy that gets on base, gets those hits, gets those clutch hits. Um, right now, again, he was a high schooler. He got, just got drafted last year. He's a high, I think he's only eight, 19, might've yeah. turned 20 now. Um, so he still has, you know, he can still, he still has years to work on that for power, but he's definitely a guy that will get on base. He works the count. Um, but I think the biggest thing for him is his defense was really good. His defense improved. Got a, improved. Good, got a yeah. good, good arm as well. Oh, uh, he definitely has a, yeah, he definitely has a great arm. Mm-hmm. What's his build like if you could uh, a comp to him maybe in major leagues? Is he like a big, tall guy like Alex Rodriguez was or a smaller type of shortstop, or is he still filling into his body? Uh, I think he's still filling into his body. Um, he's definitely more of a, um, a smaller guy, a smaller dude. He wasn't really built really big, and I think that probably is where why he's lacking a little bit on the power side, that power standpoint. Um, uh, I don't know if. 
anyone on the top of my head I can compliment to. Um, but I well, do got to say, though, he's definitely probably go, working his way into his body right now. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's still a young kid. I mean, 19, 20 years old. But, yeah, that'd be that. I mean, to maybe possibly by some people jump over Harry Ford in the rankings, he must be quite a special player. I mean, I hear so much about him, you know, from trying to follow the the different groups and people that do follow minor league baseball. Uh, really high, the Mariners are really high on him. It's exciting. What up? This is Myron. Sorry to interrupt the conversation here, but just wanted to give a friendly reminder and a shout out to go check out the YouTube channel that we have relaunched. It is the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast YouTube channel. Lots of clips, breakdowns, some behind the scenes things and things that, you know, didn't make it into maybe the cut of the podcast because we have time constraints here. But on the YouTube, sometimes we're going long and sometimes we have small clips. No matter what, there is content dropping every day, sometimes multiple times a day. So make sure and go and check out the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast. And I'll also say this too. Um, I know he just came up and I know there's a lot of hype about Cole Young. But the Mariners know, I don't know how they do it, but they know how to find middle infielders because Colt Emerson is probably just as good as Cole Young. Like, I, I don't know. Me personally, like, he just – that bat is already there for Cole. That's Young. awesome. So yeah. kind of from a Mariners fan perspective and thinking about the Mariners, how they run their organization, you know, they have their wave of a lot of pitchers and a lot of fans have been talking about this is their wave of position players now. And like you mentioned, the both play shortstops. Uh, Ty Pete, he plays shortstop as well, or can or in high school, correct? So yeah, it seems like yeah. so it seems like they're getting a lot of these, you know, shortstops considered one of the best, you know, toughest positions to play and an athletic position where they're getting all these type of guys, like you mentioned, that can they can move around and some will stick there. So that's awesome that the Mariners are going in that direction. As long as they can hit, send them to Seattle. Well, that's the thing too. That, that's the thing too. At, down in Modesto this year, is we had problems. Like our manager Zach Vinci had issues trying to figure out where to play the players because they all played the same position, but they all hit. Nice. Um, so, like, like we had, like I said, Michael Arroyo, uh, Colt Emerson, Ty Pete, and then one of another draft pick that I'm probably sure it hasn't been talked about a lot, and I, the Brock Rodden. Um, I don't know what what spot he was drafted in, but Brock Rodden is is a player. Like he he's a he's a little short guy. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like um, Jose Altuve. Um, you know, not he's he's a short guy. Um, I actually laugh at him because uh, laughed jokingly with him this year because I caught a video of him um, like hugging Lacero Montez, but we haven't even talked about yet. I know. Oh my god, he he was my favorite guy to talk with this this season once he came up he was my favorite player uh, but i got this funny video of them hugging in the dugout and brock rodden looks like the bat boy to him <laughs> uh, i'm checking out brock rodden right now uh we drafted him this year round five overall pick 160 out of wichita state born in durant oklahoma i believe i've driven through there at one point uh, 151 at bats 311 OPS of 816 couple of uh long balls uh 20 ribbies um 
Yeah. That's if a nice wanna, line. If you want a guy that can get on Games. base, Brock Rodden is your guy. Yeah, he's got a 366 on base percentage, uh, one for two in stolen bases, um, 26 strikeouts in 151. That's below the Mariners average. So we'll, do, we'll, <laughs> we'll take that. And uh, uh, yeah, it looks like he also had uh, some clutch hits here. Uh, belts a game tying home run to left field in the middle of your guys' uh, run right there against, I believe that's San Jose. Is that San Jose? Is that. Uh, uh, if it's SJ, it's San Jose. Yeah, against San Jose, uh, your 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 hometown, your home, your all yeah. mater city. So growing up there in the Central Valley, I I did some time at Fresno State. I went to Fresno State for a year and a half. Go Bulldogs! Okay, okay. I know the Fresno Grizzlies where they play. Uh, can't 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 fuck with them because the Mariners. We got Modesto. Um, uh, tell me, uh, who did you who who's your major league team before you? We're obviously in the Mariners family here. Uh, so being here, living here, I have grew up a Giants fan, actually. I grew up a Giants fan. Why so not? That's why <laughs> it, it worked out to getting to work with the San Jose Giants. That was like my dream. Um, I actually have a funny story about working with the San Jose Giants. Uh, when I was Bat Boy, the last day of the season, I think it was 20, the 2017 season, um i in the clubhouse at the end of the last day of the season i'm in the clubhouse having lunch with brian reynolds when he was with the giants san jose giants oh. and we were just kind of he had just gotten drafted that year so we were just kind of talking back and forth because i was in college he just got drafted out of vanderbilt um so we were just kind of talking a little bit about that and then the off season he gets traded you know to the pirates in that off season and i just went back and thought i'm like wow I had lunch with Brian Reynolds the last day he wore a Giants jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And why I'm smiling here on the thing, this was somebody I was championing and begging the Mariners to trade for in the offseason, wasn't I, Hanno? Yeah, it was high on the list. It was talked about quite a bit. Yeah, I think some of the more high-rated episodes we ever had had Brian Reynolds in the title. So, very Oh, man. Well, there's a little moment here. Well, yeah, full circle moment. Backstory to tie it in. Griffey makes a leaping catch. Throw to Griffey at second. Gotcha. Stop the play. Another victim. <laughs> Griffey working on a shutout. Gets the sign from Griffey. Don't shake me off. Here is the wind in the bitch. Hot smash to third. Time he's stopped by Griffey. The throw to Griffey at first. I'm dead set against this human cloning thing. The Seattle Mariners. You gotta love these guys. Tell us a little about the stadium. What are what are some of the what are your what are your go-tos if you're coming there as a fan? What's fun to do? What do you do before the game? Where are you going to to get something to eat inside the stadium? Just give us a little insight on the nooks and crannies if if we have not been there before. Uh yeah, definitely. So yeah, John Thurman Field, yeah, like you said, it's in like central Modesto. Um the the thing that's a little unfortunate is it's uh, it's an it's actually an older stadium, an old stadium. So I think it was built in 1947, and it's so it's like wow. the second the second oldest stadium. The San Jose Giants one was built in 1942, and I think John so. This Thurman was Field built was from 1947. Wow, so this was built the year Jackie Robinson got into the major leagues. That's how long it's been there. Yeah, must be. <laughs> uh huh. 
Wow. Um, yeah. So the thing is, it it does look a little um like outdated as far as renovations go. There is it's kind of looks like a simple stadium. Um, unfortunately, um, there it only seat the stadium's also small. It only seats about three thousand people, a little over three thousand people, about like thirty three, thirty four hundred. Um, and as far as like the stadium goes around like the concourse right below the seating, there's a little concourse area and you have food stands on each side of the, of the stadium, the first base side and third base side. And then there's just the merch store. And then that's kind of it. Do you guys have some, um, some of those like diehard fans that you could talk about? Uh, yeah, we definitely do have some uh, some diehard fans that some season ticket holders that come out to every single game. Um, there's actually one guy that actually uh, kind of made his name name for himself a little bit because on broad we just happened to be on the broadcast on him, and, and it was a one of the those days where it was like a hundred degree weather, and um, it kind of became like a little bit of a meme or or something. On there's this page that I don't know if you guys know of it. It's called um, Mariners Miners, I think. Yeah, yeah, minor, uh, that, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a fan that follows all the affiliates and Miley stuff. And he kind of made a thing where one day we just happened to pan the camera to him live on the stream, and it's like a hundred degree weather. And this guy, uh, one of our season ticket holders, he's holding a beer. He just takes his hat off and just pours the beer all over his head. <laughs> <laughs> and that that page, the Mariners Miners, uh, has like reused that a couple times this season because he thought it was funny. Uh, one thing that we do do, though, it just reminded me of, is we do have um, a dog day, um, Pups and Pints Night, every Thursday. And we have um, a bat dog. So when the nuts bat, they have a, a dog that comes to get this, gets their bat. That's cool. Uh, that's that's awesome. like a minor league tradition, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So you said Pups and Pints. Yep. So, yep, this is, so you get a beer for bringing your dog. Not necessarily, but you can bring your dog, but also just oh. beer is like half off that day for anybody. Yeah, so you, it's dog day and then half off beer. Another thing in the minor leagues, it's always cool. They always have the coolest mascots. Can you tell us a little bit about your guys' mascot? Uh, yeah, so our mascots, uh, we actually have three of them. We have uh, Wally the Whoa. Walnuts. Yeah, we got three of them. Uh, we have Wally the Walnuts, Al the Almond, and then Shelly the pistachio. And one thing that happened this year. <laughs> uh, and Shelly, Shelly is like our girl mascot. So they're like brothers and sisters. And Shelly, she um, was added as to our logo for the first time this year. She had been, you know, part the three mascots since they became the Modesto Nuts, uh, which uh, was in 2005. Actually, they became the Modesto Nuts. They used to be the Modesto A's. Yeah. And then 2005, yeah. when they changed to the Rockies organization at that time, got changed to the Modesto Nuts. Um, but our primary logo um, had just the two mascots, the Al and Wally logo on it. And then this year, uh, we actually added Shelly to the logo. So now our primary logo has all three mascots on it. That's awesome. 3,000 people capacity, three mascots. That's that's some that's some customer service right there. I, I, I really love that. And also what happened this year too was um, for our Latin night. So every team has a, a like Latin Hispanic night 
um, once a month. And so ours, we change our team name to the Alabrijes de Modesto. And we had a theme night, um, Lucha night for our last one in late August. And so we came up with an idea for that of a storyline for that. I don't know if you guys had saw about that or any fans saw about that, uh, where actually our mask, one of our mascots got kidnapped by some luchadors. And so um, it was Al, the almond got kidnapped. And so his brother and sister Wally and Shelly had to go find him. And so if you look on our nuts page down, we create a whole storyline of videos of them trying to rescue their, their brother Al. And it actually won a minor league um, Latin award for that storyline. Actually, we, we won an award for that, for that whole presentation this season this season cool a wrestling nerd so i definitely want to go check out this storyline uh yeah so if you go onto our instagram our instagram Fandesta nuts um and just look at our reels down throughout the season you should see um all the storyline i think there was a total of like seven videos um that just start where the luchadors came to the stadium to try to learn and play baseball and then things escalated a little bit and then they took Wal or uh, they took Al, and so then they had to uh, figure out how to get him back. And we also got the players involved. There's one video where we got the players involved too. A couple of our players we got involved in one of the videos too, which was pretty funny. They they love. That's one thing about these guys. They love like being on camera. You know, I don't you don't <laughs> I don't know if you necessarily see that in you know the top top tier pro sports like with MLB or the other sports or whatever. But here in the minor leagues, like they love having their pictures take, taken of them. They love being on camera. Um, actually, funny story about that was um, every every um, time right before the players take the field, you know, we play like a hype video on the scoreboard. Um, when the new guys started coming up, obviously, like I said, a one-man show, I'm the one that makes those. Um, I actually had Michael Arroyo bugged me for so long that he wanted to be in the video but i hadn't had time to make it um and then when i finally had time to make it at the end of the last week of the season for that final playoff push i'm like all right it's the final week in the season i gotta they, they're on the road trip they're coming back on this winning streak i gotta hype them up for this playoff push i'm just gonna make a brand new video i'm gonna make a brand new video and so when i made a brand new video and they like Michael Arroyo got up on the on the top step of the dugout, looks up at me in the press box, and I just see him go, "Yes, thank you," because <laughs> I, I put him in the video. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. Uh huh. But it was in Seattle's King Dome where the Wild King Dumb really had its day. The most frightful delay of all time was the attack of a killer kitten. My gosh, what is that? Is that, that a rat? Like a muskrat or a cat? Let me see that. It's a cat. We had, you know, some stray cats uh, that, you know, took up residence in the kingdom for a long time. Well, this one particular night, one of the cats gets on the field just running around all over the place. And finally, another attendant picks it up, and the attendant that got scratched is... Oh, he's in pain. Look at him. Oh, that cat is... He's starting to run off the field and take care of the cat. All of a sudden, this cat just munches down on his finger. That's a tough little guy. The cat won't let go, and all of a sudden, Bird is twirling around like a top.
trying to get rid of this cat. He's going like this. He's trying to get the cat, and the cat's hung out his finger like this, and he's in a whole lot of pain. Finally, he gets rid of the cat. A fussy feline with claws. That was kind of funny. <laughs> that cat has gone crazy. You did mention a name that I wanted to talk about as well. Uh, he got a lot of hype up in Seattle. You mentioned he came up, received an award uh, um, in that game that the Mariners ended up losing as one of the minor leaguers of the year. Um, he got a lot of talk around Mariners circles because of his swing and how he looks. his swing looks a lot like the Mariner assassin, Jordan Alvarez. And I'm talking about uh, Lazardo Montez. Tell me about him. Um, he was my favorite player when he came up. He is one of the most nicest guys you will ever meet. Um, one thing, like, Lázaro Montes, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He is the guy that will ask you how your day is doing. He'll ask you if you need help with anything um, for batting practice. He was out there with our grounds crew getting everything all set up. When they're all done, he's helping them take everything down, taking it down, um, down the right field, or uh, we have it in the left field. Take carrying everything to the left field line afterwards. Um, he, one thing I love about Lázaro Montes, you know, you know how especially the Latin guys, they come from a different kind of like different world, right? So when they yeah. come to play here in the United States, you know, they kind of have a whole different view of baseball like they're they're like this is for sure where they're at right now is like living the dream right yeah. um and i think i definitely see that from lasero montes and a, a lot especially a lot of the latin guys but definitely him because he's also a guy that you know like i say he enjoyed playing baseball he talks to all the fans you know lasero montes is one of their top prospects and he would go and sign take pictures say hi to every single fan that stops him and talks to him. He talks to him, says, says, how's their day doing? How are they doing? Um, after the game, he's the last one to leave the dugout. He cleans up around in the dugout, throws stuff away. He's the last one to leave the dugout. Um, I was very impressed with with that aspect of it, of like he he just – he gets it. Like when it comes to not playing baseball, he's just so happy to be here and very respectful too. That's what I really loved about him. Um, and as far as the baseball side – um, I don't know if you guys had seen um, through our Modesto Nuts page, whenever I was posting, like, especially to Twitter for our baseball highlights, I always yeah. called it the Lacero show because yeah. he puts on a show. Because um, one thing that I love about him, whenever he hit home runs, especially those big clutch home runs, as he gets to home plate when we're playing our home games, he gets he, he, go, he stares at the crowd and, like, pumps his fists in the air. Like, he's like, I know you guys are here. Like, I'm putting on a show for you guys. Like, that was one of the – I haven't seen that from anyone in the minor leagues. Like, he like he knows that he's putting on a show for these, and he wants to the fans to have a good time, and he's making sure they have a good time. That was really the best part that I love seeing from Montez as far as just the, the personality that he has, like, off the field is just as impressive as how he is on the field. So he's definitely a candidate – uh, for holding the Triton up, you think that would be an easy, seamless uh, transition for him after a home run? Oh, oh, definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's very animated when he hits home runs. I'm sure you guys can go through the Twitter page and see all his home runs, how animated he gets during all, especially all those clutch ones. Yeah. Looking up, looking up about him, I noticed that he was an international signee. 
do you know the difference and how that works for these guys signing and then coming to play in minor league baseball? Are you familiar with it at all that you could educate us? If not, that's fine too. I, I just don't know. Um, I'm not too familiar with exactly how it works. I know that it is uh, like a specific, like different signing period. And then I do know that they're sent off to, I think, the pain where they're drafted from. Like, I know there's that, like, that Dominican Summer League. Um, and I think there's another one. Um, but I'm not really too familiar with how exactly that whole signing goes and where they go afterwards. But I do know that, I mean, they're all, they all sign at, like, 16 years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mr. Buner, will you play Pepper with me? I can't, son. It's against the rules. How many times have you heard that? Hi, I'm Ken Griffey Jr. When I'm not running the bases, I'm running for president. Vote for me, and I promise to erase every no pepper sign in America. Mr. Griffey, will you play pepper with me? Sure, kid. Could you help me out with some swing shakes? Well, yeah, I guess. A shoe on every foot in a pepper game in every backyard. I think Ken Griffey is spending too much time on the field, not enough time on issues like the flat tax. No pepper? I say yes to pepper. Look, pepper was outlawed for a reason. It tears up the turf. You know how big this thing was? Look at this. Pepper man, and right under there, Korean War ends. The man don't want you to play pepper. You gonna listen to the man? If you outlaw pepper, only outlaws will play pepper. So where does the candidate stand on real issues, like the flat tax? I mean, if they're so smart in Washington, why don't they have a baseball team? Baseball without pepper is like baseball without baseballs. Hey, anyone can champion pepper. It takes a real man to champion the flat tax. It's pepper that people want. They don't care about the minimum wage, the flat tax. They want pepper, and they want it now. Pepper to the people, man. Land of the free? Why can't I play pepper? Jefferson should have said life, liberty, pepper in the pursuit of happiness, because it just didn't sound right. But that's what they meant to say. I know that. And where does this moose stand on the flat tax? I was also going to ask you, uh, do you ever make it down to spring training? Do you, uh, have you done that before? Are you going there this year? Um, I've never gone to spring training. Um, I would love to go. Um, hopefully if I'm given an opportunity, maybe in my, my role that I have now, I might be able to get to go to capture content for spring training. Um, but as far as that, even as a fan, I've, I've never gone, but I would love to go. I, every time I hear, um, friends or fans talk about spring training. They're like, oh, yeah, it's a must-go to go just have a good time there. And But I've never gone. Well, especially when you know the faces, you know the people, you know what to get. I think it would be, again, unsolicited from Chris Estrada, but I think it would be something really good and invaluable thing for – uh, the Modesto Nuts social media for the Mariners, whatever, just having them in the Mariners uniform at spring training. Um, also having uh, people that know them cover them because at spring training, yes, there's a few people, but unless you're one of the top one or two dogs, that's going to make the team as far as the, uh, you know, the, the, the regular major league you know, media, they're not following like these guys, like that, you know, like the deep cuts and stuff like that. So I think it would be definitely something like I would hope the nuts and hopefully even the Mariners would be like, let's send your guy down there. Well, the oh, Mariners have plenty of, pro well, the Mariners have plenty of profit. They should definitely be doing that. 
<laughs> Thank you. Then maybe you can help push my case. <laughs> well, I don't know if we can. Listen, I'm I'm with Honesty, who's a major league partner, and we have had we have had a uh, an interesting relationship with the Mariners. Still love them. Uh, just it's it's been interesting. So I don't know if <laughs> I should be your uh, I should be your uh, your sponsor on that. But listen, man, uh, we definitely want to have you back. This was like the first time we've talked. Um, I will say this in the intro because I might split this up into two episodes. It's like Chris and I met at uh, Oakland Alameda uh, Coliseum. One of my Apples of my eye, as much as it might be an eyesore to everybody else. I love to go watch games there. If you're into foul balls, you've never been in a stadium this way. It is a, uh, it is a foul ball. I don't know. It's like being in a bouncy room, except with a, a bullet bouncing off the walls there. It's it's really fun. We were walking through, um, I believe, the concourse on the 100 aisle. You had a Modesto Nets jersey on. I had the rye bread stuff on. I was, uh, and I was like, well, we were just talking and I gave you that, the flyer. And this is before yeah. we were, I mean, this is origins of this podcast before we were with Odyssey. So it's great to have you on there. So do you catch the Mariners when they go down to Oakland? Do you try to get over there if you can? I know the big streak was going on this time, this last time. Uh, yeah. So we actually were going to go the last time that the Mariners were here, and that was actually the day of our championship game or the day right before the day after our championship game. So it would have been game three, but obviously we clinched in game two, but I was still in. So that day I actually did get to go to Rancho Cucamonga. I obviously I had to go. Um, so one thing actually too, is they actually didn't stream the game over there in uh, Rancho Cucamonga for the championship game. Um, they just don't stream. Some minor league teams don't stream um, their games. So it was a little bit unfortunate. Um, I don't know what their situation is on why they don't stream their games, but it was a little unfortunate that we had a championship game and they didn't get to film it. So a lot of fans obviously didn't get to see what even happened. We won the championship. No one got to really watch the game. So I actually filmed the game. And uh, obviously I'm trying to make a little uh, highlight clip reel about like three minutes long about the whole game to post. The plan is for next week um, for our one month anniversary of like winning. So October 19th, that's, that's the plan for that, for, cool. for that to go out. So fans could see that. Absolutely. Um, but <laughs> definitely, I think a lot of these cool Mariner fans that are just, I think a lot of the Mariners fans need stuff like that. Listen, the, the, the teams and we say this here jokingly, the team is obviously in the good window right now, but it is awesome to see, and hear these stories about like, hey, this wave that is happening, it's it's coming, it's going. And part of that is uh, draft, trade, develop, the, the whole nine. And you're getting to see it like fresh, fresh out the can. Uh, right From the ground up. Modesto. Yeah, and, and it's pretty, I mean, it's got to be rewarding now that you've been there through three years now. You're going to, you're seeing all these guys now that when you first started there are obviously sniffing and and getting through the major league you know ceiling some of them are busting it through and you're seeing other guys go off to places and i mean if you were gonna like i said i think you're in the golden age of what's been coming through the modesto nuts am i am i crazy hannah or is that this kind of feels like that there 
Yeah, I mean, one thing the Mariners, they've been really good at, like you mentioned, drafting guys and, um, you know, had the top minor league uh, system a couple years ago and just reloading it right now. And like I mentioned with uh, position players, I mean, what a cool opportunity for you to be there on the ground floor watching these guys turn into young men, or they are young men, but turn into men, you know, going in their profession. It's really cool and to hear all your stories. It was sure really cool to have you share them with us. So thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, and, and I'm hoping and I'm hoping we can talk again. Uh, definitely, I was going to pull up the schedule here. We got to find a time when the Mariners are in the Bay Area and you guys are pretty much playing right there in the Central Valley that Maybe we can get people to come down and go to both games, do do a whole whole like week series, which I think would be fun. I'd like to see if there's more people at a Modesto Nuts game or an Oakland A's game. Uh, so we'll we'll have to check that out. Chris, uh, where do we where do we catch you at? Uh, so you can catch me. So I do have a Twitter and Instagram account, but I am more active on Instagram. And you can follow me at. No, you photographer. Uh, my- come on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it's my last name, Estrada, and then spell out dot C. So Estrada dot D O T C. We're going to pip you out. Nobody gets out of here on the Rye Bread and Mustard and Mariners podcast right here on the Odyssey Network without giving us some, giving us some electricity, some charge. Hanno, with that, with that being said, Hanno, you know what time it is. <laughs> Nice. Charge. <laughs> Charge. <laughs> there you go.